0: okay here we go first recording trailer episode wow this feels like a lot of things (laughs) I'm excited to be here and I am so thankful for the opportunity to show up today to be here living breathing on this earth and to have been told the impacts that my story has had on so many so that is exactly what brought me here to share this with you all and to start a podcast on it. So I want to thank you. Thank you for showing up to listening to, to listen, excuse me, to this. Thank you for bringing me here and for reminding me of how powerful sharing of stories and experiences can be. So this one is no exception. I chose this day for a reason, and I will get to that in just a moment. But before we go there, I want to share with you my goals for this podcast and sort of what it'll be about so that you have an opportunity to say, yes, I want to keep listening, or hmm, maybe I will opt out. Uh, so give it some time, please, either way, because things change as you grow into these Uh, recordings and listen and learn together. But my goal for this um, is in the title, it's right there in the title, meet me there. So I want to say what this is and also what it isn't going to be. So I'll start with what it's not going to be. This will not be a uh, platform for me to step onto and shine a bright light onto myself and say, watch me, look at me. This is all about me. Because it's not. This is an invitation. That's exactly why, when I uh, landed on a more public way to share my story and my experience and invite others into that space, I went with the name "Meet Me There," uh, because there are places in in these threads of life that we all experience. That deserve to be honored. And so it's, it's again, an invitation. I won't be stepping up here saying, here's how you fix yourself. Here's how you change your life. Here's what you should be doing, because that's not my place. My place is to, um, provide a space to share what I've been through, and if others draw strength or inspiration or empowerment from hearing my story or want to come on and share theirs too, that is the point of this podcast as a platform. So thank you again for joining me today, and I want to invite you now to meet me on August 11th, which is the date of this recording, but is also a significant date for our family for a few reasons so let's rewind together first i want to share with you um why this date initially brought a charge to the energy in our family and i will cry (laughs) i'm just gonna say that um my mother-in-law passed away on august 11th 19 years ago And so you can imagine that is hard, um, mostly for my husband and for his father, because they lost this beautiful being in their life that brought a lot, um, of positive and sweet and soulful meaning to how they showed up. And my husband and I did go to high school together. So, um, We've known each other for a long time, but I only met his mother once in real time in, in, you know, earthly exchange of a presence. So how do you miss someone who you've only met once? Um, Tony and I have two living, breathing babies together. And I miss her every time I look at them. I miss her every time I look at his face on Mother's Day or other big events when he, even if he doesn't say it, it shows that he just wishes she would have been there. I cannot relate to how it feels to lose a parent who means so much to you. But I can imagine that that is hard on every level as you move through life without that person who you love so much, your mom, the person who brought you into this world. Try my best to not let the floodgates open here. So I honor her, Ray Ann White Swan. On this day, 19 years later, and honor how difficult this day is for my husband without her. And I also thank this woman for showing up for me on this same day, two years ago. So let's rewind to that timestamp. My husband is in the Army, so he was gone uh, doing Army things for a while, and it was hard. We were still new to the town we had just moved to, and I didn't have a lot of connection or friends, and because of pandemic lifestyle, we moved in 2020. Oof, that's rough, right? People were not open to meeting others and to having play dates and doing all the things that we were accustomed to doing prior to pandemic and school was not, um, in person really leading up to that point. Um, we had sort of a modified school year the year before for part of it. So on August 11th, two years ago was the first day of school. I was excited, I was scared, I was holding a lot of um, emotions that day, wishing that my husband was home to be there and witness these moments with our kids, so grateful that um, I was able to be there with them to experience these first day feelings, and I dropped our daughter off. And then I went to orientation with our son. How lucky am I to be able to do both of those things? And I came home and put on a show for him because I just needed a minute to myself. It had been a long, hard summer. (laughs) And sending your last born off to big kid school is hard. And um, I sat on my yoga mat and I wanted to hold space. For my husband and for my mother-in-law, because this day was the day that she left her body and passed away. And I thought my own feelings, felt my own feelings about it. How is this feeling for Tony? Is he struggling? Is he having a hard time? And in meditation, tears streaming down my face missing her missing him hearing bluey in the background (laughs) as my kids watching tv um i put my hand to my heart and as i just sat there with that i felt something that was not normal for me well i didn't lead in with this i am a registered nurse i most of my work in nursing is in birth and in postpartum. And then I had just gone through this major course over the summer um, in lactation training, intensive lactation training. So very attuned to breasts and what they feel like, very good about self-exams for myself. And I felt this thing that said, hello, I'm here. And I knew that was not just tissue talking we i will be better about telling some of these parts um in future episodes but the years leading up to that timestamp were tremendously hard for our family um and i'll leave that for another recording but i had been walking through life in a very zombie like state just going through the motions and and Carrying a lot of suppressed emotion and and just reeling over these really big things that I had been carrying with me for my whole life. And then especially in the years uh, of being a newer mom and in the years of pandemic. So when I, hand to heart, felt that lump over my left breast, I knew that was also my mother-in-law providing a touch point, or she could say, honey, pay attention. These two little babies are right in front of you. And while you're with them, you're not. Please wake up. And please pay attention to this. Because it's not nothing. This is something. And I know that my body had been telling me for years, (laughs) I felt it in my blood pressure. I felt it in my anxiety. I felt it in my entire being head to toe that something needed to shift. But then I piled on all of the other expectations with that come with creating change, right? Like I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the finances or the foresight or whatever it is that we tell ourselves when it comes to why we don't want to change. But that lump over my heart said, hey, if you can't pay attention to this, then I don't know what's going to stick for you. Because I had pushed down enough of other things, but I think this was my body's way All of the angels around me, their way of saying, you can't ignore this. And so here's another sign. Here's another space to create change. Please pay attention. So I will tell more of these stories in future episodes, but I did not immediately reach out to my husband and say, ah, there's this thing. I sat with this for 24 hours longer i called my dear friend trish who was the doula at our births and we'd been you know in communication we're friends like she wasn't just my doula she's a very special person in my life and i told her uh this is kind of scary i feel this thing and i don't worry tony about it i but i i'm kind of freaking out over here and she was so sweet held space for me listened um And she's a nurse too. And she encouraged me make an appointment. So I did that thing, but I, the next day, because I wanted to, um, honor that the, the day that this said hello was maybe not the best day to like hand my husband a pile of emotional baggage when he may be working through his own things. Uh, but the next day, I kept, you know, over the next 24 hours, I just kept touching it, kept kept coming back to it and kept feeling like, am I just making this up? Like, is my period about to start? Is that why that's there? Like, is this why this is tender? Like, let's get, let's do a really good self-exam and see if this is really something that needs to pay, that needs attention to be paid to. And so it did. (laughs) Dropped both of my kids off for school the next day, because this would be Ethan's, first full day or part day and Rowan's first full day, second grade kindergarten. And I did a really good self-exam and I really freaked out even more because I thought this is not normal. This wasn't there a week ago when I did this. And so I texted my husband first and I said, I know that you're doing really big, important things, but I need to be able to say how I feel about this because it's scary. I'm kind of freaking out about something. And so he calls me and I tell him, I found a lump in my breast and I'm scared. (laughs) This is scary. I'm trying not to freak out about it, but I am freaking out about it. And I'll never forget how that man showed up for me When he was already carrying his own set of hard things. And he said, lightning does not strike the same place twice. It's going to be okay. God would not do this to me again. He had already lost his mom to cancer. So I am sure He needed to believe those words and needed to speak them into existence because the thought of losing his wife is too much. That's fair, right? And we both wanted to believe that this would be nothing. So spoil alert. It wasn't nothing. It was cancer. And at 37 years old on that space, I went to the doctor And I told them, my mom just had breast cancer in 2020, and I want this to be investigated. Can we uh, figure out what's going on here? Because this isn't normal for me. And the doctor that I saw was wonderful. I hadn't established care with her yet because I'm a healthy person. I don't go to the doctors often. I had not been sick. I had not had big or small reasons to go see a provider. But when I needed this provider, she was there and she listened. And I appreciated that because so many women here when they're 37, especially. So here's some statistic stuff. And I don't want to misspeak to this, but one in eight women will have breast cancer in their lifetime. I think it's only 7% of that one in eight that will be under the age of 40. So how is that for mind blowing? And I hope I'm not saying those percentages wrong, but that's, what's coming to my mind. So most women, when they feel something, they go into the doctor and they're told you're too young, you're healthy. There's no risk factors for this. There's no reason for us to investigate this more, sit on it, come back. We'll recheck it later. You don't need to go through a mammogram and all of that until you're 45, or I think they've just now lowered that number. Um, So I went in there like feeling like I was going to be met with resistance and I am so grateful that this provider heard me and said, yeah, I feel what you're feeling. There's a good chance. You know, she did the brisk score stuff with me, um, breast cancer risk assessment, something, something. And she said, yeah, there's, there's a very low chance that this is something, but let's get a diagnostic mammogram to be sure. So when you have a um, screening mammogram, the ones that people go in for yearly, that's a little bit different than a diagnostic. So they said they scheduled me for a diagnostic mammogram or gave me the steps to schedule it. And I will tell those stories in future episodes um, so that this one trailer doesn't get too long winded. But I guess the point of part of this is to say a few things. There are points all around us that will gently guide us in directions if we are willing to open up to them. Cancer is hard, cancer is scary, cancer is overwhelming, and it is also. all of the beautiful things too. So while that statement may not be something that everyone can relate to if they've experienced cancer or watched someone they love go through it, cancer was a catalyst for change in my life. And it was the thing that woke me up when I ignored every other opportunity for change when it was presented to me. So what I wanna share with this message is Our bodies are powerful. Our minds are too. If you feel that intuitive tug saying, this is something I should pay attention to, that is there for a reason. So try not to ignore it. I don't want to tell you what to do, but try to look at it as an opportunity to invite more awareness into your life. There's a reason why they call intuition like a gut feeling, right? So, we're learning more and more about gut health and how it's like our, you know, we have our brain. And then they say our gut is like our second brain. And this is true. And that's why when we feel these intuitive touch points or these gut feelings, it's usually trying to help us, trying to wake us up to what needs attention. You know, if a loud bang goes off in the room, you get that like gut startle and that adrenaline rush. That's a fight or flight response. That's hard to ignore. But sometimes it's the little things that are also trying to shout our way but we're so distracted and our focus is constantly stolen by all of these things around us that we cannot get out of our head and into our heart and hear these little intuitive messages. So I invite you to join in and listen on future episodes. Um, If you have someone who's experiencing cancer or some other devastating diagnosis in their life, please invite them to listen to because I have a unique perspective on this. We all do. Everyone's perspective is unique, but being a nurse, I see the scientific side and then being a yoga teacher and someone who is very self-aware, I see the sacred side in all of this too. So I invite you to meet me there in the next episode and, you know, follow along, subscribe if it feels good. Um, Cause I'm going to continue to tell my story, the raw and real moments. And some of them may feel like a beautiful reminder. Um, so I thank my husband for sticking with me in these two really hard years that we've experienced and our two little babies. So while Ray is no longer with us and it's been 19 years and that's tricky and tender Her son is just this incredible man, and I'm so lucky to share life with him. And then she gave me the gift in continuing on in a life that she was not able to through these babies. So I don't know if you know this, but when you become pregnant, your DNA changes. And so... I'm lucky to have this man. I'm also lucky to have these two littles who light me up every day and give me purpose and give me um, all the sweet things and all the opportunity to uh, look at life through their sweet eyes and learn as a mom, as a person, through through all the things that they have to teach me. They She lives on in them. Parts of her. Her DNA is in them and they grew in me. So I really, truly believe, and that may be way way too woo-woo for some people, but when I put my hand on my heart that day, remembering her, thinking of her, that was more than just a a piece of tissue saying, "Mm, this could be cancer. That was, um, I think, her on an energetic level saying, honey, This is gonna be hard, but I'm here for you. And I'm glad I listened. I'm glad I didn't push it down. I'm glad I didn't write it off because of my age or my health status or whatever. Um, because that woke me up, and that's how I then found the mass in my opposite breast on the right side, who we sweetly named Little Rascal, and that'll be a future episode too, um, that actually was cancer. So um, thank you for listening in. I cannot wait to share more of this. And I thank Ray for showing up. And sharing her light with me and, and giving me. Um, all the reason to continue to live on. Because these two babies need their mom. So I'll end on saying. I'll never forget when my friend Trish said to me, Janelle, this world needs you. So I'm going to say that to you, too. There's something you're struggling with, something you're going through that's really hard or heavy, or it doesn't have to be those things that can be happy, too. This world needs you. You are here for a reason. Don't discredit the power that lies within you and every cell of your body to heal. It's powerful stuff. So listen to those voices when they show up, um, those little intuitive tugs when they have a message to share, because it may save your life. I hope you will meet me there in the next episode. Until then, thank you.